0: Hello and welcome to the very 6th episode of Meet Mum. Meet my mum. I meet
1: And I Meet's Mum and I'm a conscious parenting coach. And it's my pleasure to have these conversations with me.
0: Okay. Let's do the opposite of pleasure. Let's talk about sadness.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> sadness can be healthy in many situations. Yes. Sadness can be good and bad. Yes. So what what's your take on being sad?
1: Um, like any other emotion, I think we should accept emotions for what they are. And we should learn to live through the emotions and the feelings. You know how feelings means feel what you're feeling,
2: Mm.
1: okay, and not resist it. But in our society, we don't face our emotions as they are. We try to put them under the carpet and keep functioning. And that's what we teach our kids as well. So if you're sad, figure out why you're sad. And feel the sadness and sit in that sadness till it passes away. If you resist that and repress that, then you're not getting rid of it. You're just pushing it down your system and it's still sitting there and it will try to surface every now and then when it can. Which is going to affect your mental health and your physical health. So. There could be different reasons for your sadness. Um, It doesn't matter. So usually, because we don't know how to emotionally regulate ourselves, like for example, when I was sad as a kid, my parent would generally be like, um, they would say, why are you sad? There's no need to be sad. So the sadness was not accepted. And when the sadness was not accepted, my subconscious was getting the message, it's not okay to be sad. All right? So from way back, and I think it happens to everyone because as a society, we don't face our emotions. Emotions are always repressed. Um, Not always. There are some conscious people who do it differently, but for most of us and people that I've seen around me, so your subconscious gets the message that it's not okay to be sad. And because we get that message, next time when we are sad, we keep it to ourselves. We don't express it because it's not accepted. And then when we, we become adults, so, so considering me in my life, when I be- became an adult, I never knew how to deal with my own sadness so I couldn't teach you guys how to deal with yours. So when you became angry or sad or unhappy, I tried to tell you it's there's no reason to be because I, I didn't know how to regulate my own sadness. Mm. So I I, like I don't remember exact instances, but I'm sure I've given you the message, there's no need to be sad. So you know how, if for example, if your child is in school and one of their best mates is leaving the school and going to another school, okay, the child comes home, the child is very sad, okay, the close friend is going somewhere else. As a parent, normally, like I would do it differently now, totally differently. But Mm. normally what I would do, like if you came home When you were a little and you had said, my best friend is leaving the school, my instant reaction, because I can't deal with my own sadness. Remember, I don't know how to regulate it. Yeah. So when it triggers me because I don't, then I can't deal with yours either. So I would say instantly, you'll make new friends. Don't worry. You'll have lots of new friends. This happens in my life. This happened in my life as well. I had so many friends that went away. And then I made new friends. See what's happening here?
0: Yeah. Basically, without saying it explicitly, you're saying, forget about the sadness. You are wrong. Because here's my experience. And that's why you are wrong.
1: (laughs) Yes. And, And you don't need to feel it. We feel threatened by big emotions, you know. So as a parent, I feel it's my responsibility to keep you happy all the time which is not healthy because as a human, we are here to feel all sorts of feelings and it's okay. It's okay to feel all sorts of feelings, including sadness, happiness, angry, you know. Um, so because we we as adults, we adults haven't learned how to regulate ourselves, how to deal with it. We, we can't teach you because we feel disturbed. Like every time you would be sad, I feel unhappy and I feel it's my responsibility to make you happy. Yeah. So the first lesson is it's no one's responsibility to make another person happy. Everyone makes themselves happy. Okay. So we have to teach ourselves and then we have to teach our kids how to sit with the feelings that are fee- that we are feeling, how to deal with the emotions that we are feeling so we don't repress them and then get the tools to sit with them till they pass so you come back to normal again. Mm. So when you are sad, it's okay to be sad. So now if I was helping a parent, which I do every day, Deal with something similar or if I was to, like if you as a child would come to me now saying my friend is going away and I'm really sad and you're crying or whatever, I would sit close to you and I would say I understand how you feel and I know you're upset because your friend is going, I'm here with you, I'll hold you and be with you till you feel okay. So then you learn to sit with that sadness and you're teaching your child to learn with that sadness.
0: You're confirming for them that it is okay for them to feel what they're feeling. Exactly. You're letting them them feel that and you are giving them the opportunity to work it out themselves.
1: Exactly. And you're validating what they're feeling.
0: Yeah,
1: Validation is such a big thing. If we understand this, we win half the battles, more than half the battles that we have. Just Mm -hmm. validating what someone is feeling, irrespective of how you see it. Like I might see it something small. Like even if like you lose your notebook and you're crying and you're upset, Mm. it's okay. I might think, you know, it's just a notebook. I can buy you a new one. But at that point in time, your brain and your emotions are telling you that you're upset because you've lost it. Then the kids are not reasoning out you know, whether you can get a new one or not. That's the feeling. That's the emotion that they have at that point in time. Yeah. And if you just see them and validate what they're feeling, that's all that they, they need to get from you. The rest they'll figure out. But we instantly start reasoning out and giving them big lectures on how they shouldn't be feeling what they're feeling and the, how that can be fixed. They're not looking to fix it. They're just looking to feel that feeling. It will go away. It doesn't stay forever.
2: Yeah, exactly. But that,
1: Yeah. But that validation, that... Parent accepting the child for what they are feeling at that point in time gives them so much confidence in who they are because they are being accepted for who they are.
0: And that stays. And forever. for what they're,
1: f- yes, that stays forever.
0: Hmm.
1: And just imagine when that child gets that, when they become an adult, they would know how to process their emotions and they won't suppress them. Okay. And then it won't have any physiological or mental health issues for them. And then when they raise their children, look at how beautifully they'll pass it on to them. And then you are breaking generational patterns of not accepting emotions. And it goes a long, long way.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So sadness is just another emotion. And when you feel it, you've got to feel it, and then there is grief as well. That's not so much sadness, but it's sadness.
0: But it's a- grief is sadness adjacent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But and that's a different understand- kind of uh, yeah. Yes, it, that's yeah. grief is more in my mind is more sadness. Yes, but because of a loss.
1: Yes, exactly. Whereas you've got sadness
0: to- can be sadness
1: because of many In other
0: situations yeah yeah you can be sad about want, many things
1: yeah i just wanted to touch grief briefly because when people are grieving any kind of loss be it human loss or loss of property or loss of something else loss of a relationship we because we don't know how to deal with our own grief we sometimes don't acknowledge the grief of another person, yeah. which can be very harmful as well. So I just wanted to touch that because just recently in a very close circle, uh, some people have lost very close family members. And grief has no time frame. You know, some people can grieve for a few months, some people maybe years. But because we we can't deal with emotions and sadness and all of that, as friends and family, we try to overlook or not validate or not acknowledge what the other person is feeling because of the loss that they have um, encountered in their life. We try to make it easy for them, like we do for children, you know. You've lost your pencil, I'll get you another one, you know. So we try to say, oh, don't worry, Um, things will get better, you will do this, you can do this, come, let's go for a coffee.
0: Yeah, we try to distract them from what they should, what they have all right to feel.
1: Yes. So I would encourage people to understand that they are feeling what they are feeling and they'll feel better if you acknowledge what they are feeling and just sit with them in that space and just say, I'm here for you whenever you need me. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the best way of supporting someone who's grieving. I just wanted to bring it because it's just recent in my life. Yeah, And I, I don't mean to undermine what people are trying to do because everyone's trying to help from what they know. But this is the best way of dealing with it, I think, to acknowledge what the other person is feeling and make them show up for them. Even if they are sad and they are not talking to people, show up for them. Check on them all the time. Yeah. And don't feel bad if they're not responding because they're grieving. Give them that space. But make sure you let them know you are there for them. But don't try to change anything for them. They will know when they want to change it. You, know? you just give them yeah.
0: the option to feel how they're feeling and to come to you if they need.
1: That's so right. They know and there's can...
0: someone there for them.
1: Yes. But they can also know different there's no the pressure. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. So you can say, you know, if you feel like having a coffee, I'm happy to go with you. You want to go for a walk on the beach, I'm happy to go with you. But if you yeah. want to sit at home, that's fine too. Yeah. You know, acknowledge that and provide the support. That's very important. But like I don't blame people because we we just not taught in this society how to deal with things, you know. We, we brush everything under the carpet and we don't look at it until it's, it forces us to look at it. So even with sadness and all those emotions, when we suppress them one, one day, because we're suppressing them so much, they come up as mental health issues.
2: Mm.
1: You know, it becomes that big. So if we nip it in the bud and if we learn the tools to deal with big emotions and, Feelings, And if we spread those tools around us, especially to our next generation, uh, we'll have such healthy um, people around us. Yeah. In fact, this was the main cause why I got, got into what I'm doing right now, because I was sitting in a seminar and someone said one in five children will undergo depression. And the word children just came at me like a bombshell. And I knew I had to do something about it. And here we are. (laughs) And here we are, yes. I think we are doing it as a family now, which is so good. Mm. Have you had someone in your social circle where um, they have expressed um, sadness, and
3: um, it wasn't acknowledged. Hmm.
0: I suppose wasn't acknowledged by others in the same way that you were saying. People, it's, it doesn't mean that someone comes to you and, and talks to you about something, and you can tell, like you were saying. I think previous podcasts you were saying, like you, you can feel it you know what What was the your immune system what was the yeah the
1: autonomic nervous yeah, system
0: autonomic nervous system that one so it doesn't per se mean like if someone that i've seen someone like who's obviously sad and people have just discounted it it's more of what you're saying that that's happened and they've just tried to distract them from it rather than let them figure it out themselves so yes it's happened like that before
1: yeah. And it's amazing, you know, when we are close to people. So we've got lots of friends, we've got family, but no one shares their sadness. Mm. It's, you always keep it to yourself. Have you noticed that? Yes. Because we don't acknowledge it. So people have stopped sharing it because right from your childhood, when you're a child, when you express you're your sad about losing a pencil, someone said you don't need to feel sad. So subconsciously, as a culture, we have learned it that it's not okay to express our emotions. So we don't even share it with anyone. I think yeah, we, and that's not just we don't sadness, even that's acknowledge everything. it ourselves. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say?
0: I said that's not just with sadness, that's with every every emotion.
1: Everything. Yeah. But come to think of it, like if we are friends, if we are family why can't we share what we're feeling
0: actually uh, more thinking more about it it's not with every emotion we are always more than happy to share our happiness and triumph with other people yes right so that gets it's a feedback loop we keep getting yep do that yep do that yep do that so Anytime we're happy or trying, we have a very high high because we are sharing it with everyone we know. If now given with social media and everything, you know, something happens, you win, I don't know, a cricket tournament or whatever. If something happens, you share it with everyone. But if anything bad happens, you share it with no one.
1: Exactly. Or
0: or one other person. Yeah.
1: Yes. And now that you talk about social media, that's going on another tangent. On social media you see all the happy moments because we, we've been trained to share happy moments, okay? So on social media, every everyone seems to be having a perfect life, life with all the triumphs and being happy, but you, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. And because this is acknowledged, sometimes even if you're not happy, you portray on social media that you're happy And then you get the high from all the likes that you get. How sickening is that? That's creating another kind of mental health issues these days.
0: Yeah. And everyone who might be undergoing something like in terms of sadness themselves, they just look and see that everyone else but them is happy. And then they think, hey, something must be wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong.
1: Exactly. Exactly. In fact, I read an article. I can't remember. Where but um, uh, but this young girl, who was so good at academics and was always appreciated in school and she was the school prefect and whatnot, they all went to college and then on, on social media she would see her friends having lots of fun and being happy going out to parties and whatnot and she started feeling insecure in her own being and she committed suicide just from watching other people being happy on social media and she was unhappy so she felt you know she's good for nothing and such a brilliant child lost their life just because things are portrayed differently so people who like even people who are Portraying happiness on social media might not be happy.
2: Yeah, you know exactly. it's
1: just a, it's a social media facade, you know. But I think the crux of the problem is that as a
3: society we don't acknowledge every emotion.
1: So then we are trained that we just have to um, show that we are happy all the time or we are always successful and we only talk about um, what society calls success um, and we don't acknowledge uh, other experiences, Mm. you know? Whereas, as I said, there is no good, there's no bad, there's no right, there is no wrong. It only is an experience, but we've labeled them and we don't accept the unpleasant ones. And that's why everyone's trying to portray the pleasant ones, which is so sad because we've we've lost our authenticity totally. We don't acknowledge it in ourselves. And therefore, we don't acknowledge it in others. And therefore, we don't acknowledge it in mm. our children. This is
0: well. why I, I've always disliked the saying, always be positive.
1: Yes. You
0: know, in... Just just hearing it, you might think, "Oh, that's a good thing or good saying to live by." And but then what you do is, if you ever meet anyone who is not quote unquote positive according to whatever your uh, rules or whatever you put on it on it, your constraints on it, then you ignore what they what they're saying or ignore what they're feeling because you think, "No, no, no, no matter what's going on in your life, always be positive." That's not right.
1: Yeah. Always yeah. be
0: what you are feeling.
1: Yeah, you should be, but then you can train yourself to uh, to look towards the positive. So in, in my mind, um, not so much positive, but being happy in your life, like the ultimate goal, for, for your spirit is to just experience life. But being yeah. happy would be, you know how we talk about um, being great being grateful..
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that could be one thing because because everything is measured in terms of success and happiness yeah. in the society, we are constantly seeking the next high, okay? And we don't acknowledge the sad parts or the unhappy parts or the unpleasant parts. We don't acknowledge that as a society. Like we will feel it, but not acknowledge it. Okay. Yeah. So, so we are constantly chasing the next high, right? Um, and then what happens is that even
3: if... we start
1: um, feeling the feelings of happiness and sadness, like both equally and other emotions as well. Mm -hmm. There's another twist to the whole story, which is acceptance. Okay. So the universe has created whatever it has created. And we need to understand that we our happiness and unhappiness or happiness or sadness is mostly mostly related to our expectations not being fulfilled.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that correct? So, So the problem is not being happy or being sad. The problem is the expectation. All right. So if, and the expectations are basically if you, Further deconstruct it in a way we want to control what happens in our life. You get it? Yeah. So when you're trying to control what happens in your life when you can't control it, or when you when the outcome is not what you were expecting, that's when you become happy or sad.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if we let go of that control and accept the experiences for what they are and not label them as good or bad, then there's no happy, there's no sad. It just is.
0: It's very hard to do, though. Losing control about things is probably one of the hardest things to do.
1: Yes, yes. So end of the day, you know how you said, That you don't believe in always thinking positively? That's not the goal.
0: No, 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 I'm I'm not saying always thinking positively.
1: Always being positive.
0: Always being positive, yeah.
1: Yes, that's not the goal. The goal is neutral. Hmm. So you don't label something good or bad, right or wrong, and just experience life as it is presented to you. And if you it's hard, definitely it is hard. It takes years of um, meditation, mindfulness, being grateful, yeah. and all of that, which we can talk in further episodes. But that is what is going to generate the neutrality is going to generate a beautiful life experience for you when you're mm-hmm. not labeling anything. But to get there is hard. But we can start with one step at a time. You know, so so what I was trying to, to, to kind of tie it all together. We are constantly chasing the happy moments and whatever we call success, different for different people. And we think that's the right thing to do. And because we are constantly chasing that, we are constantly trying to control the outcome of our actions because it has to result in success. It has to result in happiness. And that is what is generating a lot of discontent and unhappy moments and sadness. So can you see the process is incorrect?
0: Yeah. The idea is not too bad. The process is incorrect. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So when we... Understand that and then we start working on ourselves. So it's all deep within us. No one can make me happy. Only I can make myself happy. Mm -hmm. And I can make myself happy with how I look at things, you know. Yeah. And my attachment to the outcome. And when I start becoming detached to the outcome, that's when the whole System will start changing.
2: Mm.
3: It's very deep. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Don't but always t- chase the happiness for the wrong reasons. I guess
1: uh, we don't no, need to chase anything right. for any reason just need to experience life Um, in the form world yes because we have to live in the form world so we have to kind of make money and do things but do it for the sake of it but don't get attached to the result just get just action on your part and whatever is the outcome is the outcome that's okay because if you get attached to the outcome that's when happy sad feelings will come but we have to do the action because we have to live in the form world. So that is the parallel world that we need to live in. One way you understand the journey of your spirit. Yeah. And then on the other hand, do what needs to be done in the form world, but be conscious that you are doing it just to be in the form world.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A
0: lot to think about.
1: Yes, yes. Hmm. This this episode has gone too deep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good trigger point to yes. think of things in a different perspective. Yeah. And you would have noticed, that's why me and dad like we don't easily get anxious, happy, or unhappy. We just live our lives. Have you noticed that ever?
0: I don't know if I have specifically noticed that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you'll see more of it now because you're aware of it.
0: Yeah. It's hard to notice things without, when you are lacking awareness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because both of us are on the same path now and yeah, we kind of read similar books and... Um, our conversations like we talk about our experiences and we deconstruct all the time like how I felt triggered and why I felt triggered and how I could have looked at it but it's a beautiful journey I'm glad I'm doing this with you because then I can be on this journey with you as well
0: yeah me too
3: bye
1: bye
0: and if you have any other questions that you would like mum to answer well, feel free to email us at meetmumcontact@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you in the next episode.